You're listening to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders, brought to you in partnership with JCI Santa Clarita and RK Studios. My name is Corin Young, and I'm joined today by our chapter president, Daniela Echez. Hello, Corin. Hello. How are you? Good. You? Great. We have a, a guest, also one of our newer members. This is Brian Welch, who is a personal trainer and real estate agent and the owner of Built by Brian. Welcome. That's me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Very excited. A pleasure. So we've known you for a couple months now. We've seen you a lot. I feel like uh, it's been a busy couple months. <laughs> yeah, it's been very active. <laughs> it has been, yeah. I joined, let's see, four months ago now. And I feel like you guys are, are always doing something and there's always some buzz with JCI. So I appreciate there's always things things moving. That's yeah, good. there is always something going on. Yeah, I, we I feel definitely like have a filled calendar. That's for sure. <laughs> especially during a like a pandemic year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started out um, taking a break from things and saying, okay, maybe we gotta like you know lay off this. But we pivoted into uh, online events, which turned into back into in-person stuff. And I feel like we've got more now than ever, especially right now. By the oh, way, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know this yet, Brian, but like towards the end of the year things get really crazy. So we've got our our regular uh, chat and chill, which is our, our monthly uh, general membership meetings. We have our uh, coffee in the parks, mm-hmm. which started out as something totally different. Uh, we started out just meeting up at a uh, Starbucks once a month, no agenda, no uh, uh, nothing to talk about, just like a totally social thing. Mm-hmm. And um, due to the pandemic, we couldn't meet at the Starbucks anymore. We started meeting up via Zoom every week. Nice. Yeah. Was it every? No. It was once a month. Yeah. yeah it was once a month that we what, tried <coughs> having like breakfast together, kind of to give it yeah. that coffee feel. Yeah. And, through Zoom, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had to wake up early <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Wake up at nine a.m. You still just to have to wake my up at the same time or whatever. <laughs> hey. So as soon as the pandemic started, you know, I was I started training some of my clients from New York City at via Zoom. So mm-hmm. I was like right off the rip. Oh, I was you like, were, okay. You were doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, this Zoom thing, this is going to be a part of what we're doing now. So like, let's find a way to make this, you know, yeah. that's pretty cool. So Terrible. you could have like some fancy New York city clientele and you could be anywhere in the country. Exactly. And my first client I had actually, she's 80 years old and I still train her to this day. She was my first really? client actually in New York city. She's 80 years old. Her name's Sally. Shout out Sally. Hey. She's a professor at NYU. <clears throat> And we just started training literally with like a foam roller, a band, and then like just her body. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, let's find a way to like continue to make some progress throughout all this. And it was good. So it's kind of being able to do that from the beginning was definitely nice. How long have you been a trainer? So to this point now, just about three years, I think three years. Let's see. Yeah. So it's like, mm -hmm. you're from here, you're from Santa Clarita and you started training in Santa Clarita, right? Yes. So I started training Santa Clarita. I started working in group fitness for a place called the Camp Transformation Center. I drive by it periodically. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and you'll hear some like really fun music and probably like a coach yelling like a little bit too loud for, you know, the circumstances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's where I started and I, I really enjoyed it. And it was it was just fun, which is why I got into it initially. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I used to not really understand the, the group fitness thing. I, I had a girlfriend years ago who uh, was saying, you know, I got to get back in shape. I got to get back into like one of these boot camp things. And I'm like, I don't understand the boot camp thing. Like you could just go to the gym or just do stuff at home. But I guess she wants someone to be shouting at her, wanted to be like accountable to a whole group, right? Like, one person kinda. messes up, they all do pushups or they yeah. all run more. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of your the thing? A, a little bit, but it's also because once you have like your core team, it's like you're all working in it together and it's like you're pushing one another. And so you like 
feel that accomplishment. It's like, yeah, you got you got the day done. Yes, we got it. Most definitely, definitely. <laughs> there was definitely like the groups, like each you know time, five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m. They had oh. like a specific class. It was always the same people, so they were all like, oh hey, so and so like. So they would be every morning and be so stoked to see each other and then they work out. So like, there's a lot of positivity there too mm -hmm. in that camaraderie. So, you know, that, and then also I think having a program too, like people knew if they just show up, like, oh, don't worry for this hour, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you get a good workout. And so I think people like that aspect too. Yeah, well, is most of what you do uh, individual, like personal training now? So I, I focus on one-on-one -on -one training now. So I really focus on the individual. Um, because I come to realize like everyone has such a different situation. Everyone's got different goals. Everyone's got different injuries. They've got different stories. So you really have to like treat them with a hands on touch. And so like, as I grew and learned more about training, I was like, okay, you have to serve each person in a specific way. And so you really have to like dive in and dig to like find out how to train that person. So like, that's where I'm at today. Um, working one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, you went from your, your group uh, fitness classes over at the camp and you mentioned that you got a job working in New York City as a trainer I did yeah so I did so I was <clears throat> working at the camp and um, my family were like okay you know we have a vacation in New York City of course I've never been to the East Coast I've been in New never been to New York and I'm like okay you know I'll go and while I was out on this trip uh, a really good buddy of mine a neighbor who I grew up with um, was living in New York City working for Equinox and he reached out to me and was like hey we should get dinner I was like, okay, hey, cool. And during dinner, he brought up the idea. He's like, hey, you should apply to Equinox. Just see what happens, you know, this and that. And for me, I'm like really, you know, I'm big on like personal development. How can I get better? Like, how can I move, elevate myself? And so during that trip, I, you know, had my first interview with Equinox. And I was like, okay, like this might be a thing. And then I came home. And while I was home, they scheduled my second interview. And I was like, okay. And then I literally flew out to New York. This is all within like 10 days. You had to fly back out there for a second interview? Yeah, so I, wow. exactly. That's how serious I was. Because I flew back and I told my parents, I was like, you guys, like, I'm, there's a really high probability I'm going to New York City and this is the way it's going to be. And of course, my mom being like the Colombian mom she is, she's like, here's the pros and cons list. Like, this mm -hmm. is, you know, <laughs> this is why I think it's good. The finance is this and that. I'm like, mom, I get it. There's so much on your mind. I was like, but I feel this is the best thing from my path. Like what I got to do to get better. So this is, I'm going to go, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I had that, that second interview and it went really well. And then I was like, Hey camp, you know, 10 more days and I'm, I'm moving to New York. So Man, that happens fast. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> it was all within about three weeks, but I, I knew it was right for me. And for me, I was like, okay, I'm trust my intuition. I got to go. So yeah. Now just for context, this was, you, you said the end of the second half of 2019. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So 2019, I was probably interviewing like June, July, and then like very beginning of August, I was living in East, East Village in Manhattan. So you were prepared to be there <clears> for <throat> five years, 10 years, you know, like whatever. Yeah, Like, like you sure. were in it for the you long haul. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like building the clientele, everything. Like I was all in. And even my family was like, hey, where you been at? My little brothers were like, we thought you were on Venus. Like we hadn't heard from you or anything. So, <laughs> oh, so like, I got a little caught up in the, in the East Coast mentality where it's like, go, go, go. Yeah, it's kind of easy, especially being New York. You kind of like lose yourself into the city. So, it's, yeah, yeah, I get it. And that's, I think, the beauty of it, too, is like you lose yourself a bit and you're like, OK, <laughs> you just try to swim, you know. So what brought you back out to the beautiful suburbs of uh, you know, L.A. here in Santa Clarita? Yeah, it was. So it was COVID. Right. So like when I was when I was training all those clients, I was building my clientele. 
and then COVID happened and this pandemic happened and no one really knew how bad it was. Um, but for me, like I, I would lose a couple of clients like, oh, I'm working from home now. And so like my 20 clients went to 10, went to five. And eventually it was like me and like two other clients. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So I ended up going home for a couple of weeks. And of course, a couple of weeks turns into, OK, there's a pandemic. And for me, that was the end of New York City. So. Uh, so yeah, kind of a bittersweet moment because I, I loved New York, and I, it sounds like you did too. If you were willing to get up and move, yeah, I was loving it. It was the energy there is, it was so great. I mean, I think it's finally back to that place now where it's like moving again, and I, I did love it, and I was planning to stay. It was like I like I said, I was all in. Um, but of course, coming home had a lot of benefits too. I was able to start, you know, built by Brian and and still be able to train people. And of yeah, course, you didn't even go back to like working for another gym. You just started your own. I started my own. Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, Equinox like taught me so much about like how to, you know, get new clients, how to Mm -hmm. like serve people and how to be a really great trainer. Like my confidence was an all time high. So I was like, okay, especially during the pandemic when like no one was moving, like gyms were closed, like now more than ever, like people needed to move like for their own like mental health, for like their bodies, for their goals. So it was like, I just saw such an opportunity like to help people. And so that's why I was like, okay. Like, I just have to find a way to help people. And then, of course, like becoming a business owner, I was like, OK, I can do this on my own. So I don't really I didn't really feel like I had to go anywhere else to to do it. So that, that was about a year and a half ago now, right, that you, you started your own business. Do you work yeah. out of a gym or like wh- where do you train people? So I actually trained from home. So I moved in with my parents, I moved back into my parents and I turned the garage into a home gym. So my dad wasn't super stoked on it because I painted the walls. Like I literally turned it into like a real gym. <laughs> Sound, yeah. yeah. Sounds I awesome. Like, I was like, awesome. And yeah, I have like barbells, dumbbells, all that good stuff. Okay. Everything you need to obviously that a normal gym would have. Mm-hmm. I've since acquired. So Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you um, go out to like meet at the client's place or, you know, wherever. I do have several clients that are in a situation like that. Um, I have one client. She invested in like, you know, first all the equipment, like real industrial size stuff. I'm like, cool, we'll train there. So, but I like to think I could just go wherever I need to go to help people with their goals. Yeah. You actually did something kind of cool for us, for our, our JCI chapter in Santa Clarita. Um, we mentioned the, uh, the coffee in the park and you teamed up with another one of our trainers, Amy Supes on, uh, creating like a little fitness in the park before our coffee meetings. And we've done one so far, yes. which, kicked my ass to <laughs> you guys it, are great it kicked yeah. a lot of us you guys are great yeah you guys killed it <laughs> i mean that's I, I, I felt like you know like how hard can it be doing like jumping jacks and stuff like that because we were doing that as kids but <laughs> as adults it's it's it really isn't as easy and yeah and with no weights right like we weren't out there with, with like no a whole weights. bunch of equipment yep. it was just like uh, us on a your, mat yeah it's your own body weight just lifting yeah. your own body weight yeah that's i mean it's it, it wasn't easy but we've got another one coming up yeah. And I think we're planning on doing this just indefinitely, right? So I enjoy it. I love doing it. And Amy is Amy's great to work with too. Like she just has like just a zest for fitness. And like that's what I love about the industry too is like so many people are just excited about it. And so like Amy's one of those people she's just like always has a smile on her face. She's always like excited about it. And I think that's the sort of energy you need, especially in like a group environment or like mm-hmm. just someone who's happy to be there. And so I think that's really So good. how did you two get together and like come up with this idea to do a group fitness class together? Yeah. So it was funny. So initially I, you know, I really wanted to get my name out there initially. So I told Brittany, I was like, Hey Brittany, I want to host like a fitness event. I want to like, you know, do a big group thing. And I just want to meet a whole bunch of new people. And so then Brittany was like, Hey, funny enough, like Amy had this very similar idea and she wants to like host, you know, 
a fitness event. And so Brittany connected the two of us. And then Amy and I just got along so quickly, like right off the bat. We're like, okay, we think the same. I was like, we, we're doing the same thing. That's cool. So instead of pitting you up against each other to like the competition, you guys are like, yeah, we're both trainers. But exactly. I was like, I think I have this idea. Although, and Brittany's like, someone is doing this exact thing. Here, just connect the pieces. And we're like, oh, okay. Although we could save that for next year and kind of do like a next games kind of thing. That's what I was saying. I want to do like, I want to do like oh. a full, like relay race. Like, okay, oh, yeah. this person does like the quarter mile. This person does like 50 pushups, like, and then have like full on thing, like have like prizes, all that has big sponsorships. Cool. But is it going to be like the voice where it's like, hey, team Amy versus uh, team Brian? <laughs> I would love to turn my chair around. <laughs> the, the, the problem with that is where, where it's like, you guys are putting your team together. It's going to be just like junior high and I'm going to be last to be picked. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to like pull names out of a hat or a yeah, or something like yeah that's the only that's the only fair way you, oh you could do it like the hunker game style it's just yes. like put it on the board it's like your next announcement Boom, yeah from <laughs> so and so yeah not a bad zone, idea zone five yeah like, <laughs> you know so, so it's pretty fun I, i've i've been a member of our jci chapter for about four years and I feel like this new, like we got a lot of new members this year, you know, you included Carlos. I, I feel like the people that we've met and recently, and I never noticed this being a theme before, but like in the last few times that we either met at the park or we met at like the pool party or met at the beach, um, when we take our group pictures and I see them later, there's a whole group of you that are like flexing in the pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody oh told me that gosh. we were flexing. Okay, so it's funny because I was never the flexer like in the pictures, mm -hmm. but at the pool party, um, I met, that's where I met Jamal for the first time. Yeah, he's Jamal, a flexer. He's a big time flexer. And so Jamal goes, he goes, one time I saw myself in a photo and I wasn't flexing. And he's like, and I regret it so bad. He's like, never again will I be caught not flexing in a photo. And so he's actually the one that was like, we need to flex in this photo. So now every time there's a photo, I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, the veins are popping like well, whatever. Well, now, at least now I know to also flex. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have to be a lot. Just like, you know, just a little bit with just, the arms. Just suck it in a little exactly, or something. A little taller. And you're like, I look really good in that photo. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think when I confronted him on it, he said the same thing to me. He's like, yeah, man, never miss an opportunity to flex or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, that's a, it's quite the philosophy. I was like, I, you know, I like it. It is a good philosophy for just it's a good metaphor for it life. Is. It is like, hey, this is a moment. I'm going to be caught flexing in this moment. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you about like fitness in general, because it's something that I know it's important, but. I know that I personally don't do it. Like I've had a gym membership mm. at 24 hour fitness since 2004. I've literally had a membership for 17 years. I haven't been there in the last couple of years, probably mm. because of COVID, but I can check my, my history and I really want like once a year anyway. So mm. it's not about having the membership. You got to be doing something, whether it's like walking or whatever, but, uh, why is it so important that we stay in shape? Like regardless of what we do. Yeah, I think in, to the key you just said is like doing something is the most important thing. I, ultimately, there's there's so many reasons to do it. Like one, obviously, is your long term health. Like movement is the very best thing you can do for yourself, and it's a super cliche, but like they say, motion is the lotion. Like, and if you don't use it, you lose it type deal. So like just for your body, like for just your body in general for moving, like if it's just good to move, and if you move with intention, which is like you know training and that sort of stuff, like resistance training, like. You can build muscle, which is strength, like all those sort of benefits. Um, I think it's just really great for like mental health. Like for me, like I, I just a person with a lot of energy. So for me, like I training is just an outlet for me. So I really enjoy it in that regard. Plus I think everyone has their own personal journey. Like when I was in like 
my whole life growing up, I was like a chubby kid. I was like a fat kid, you know? <laughs> really? I was, and, and it was, so it was a, to hear. and it was like the product of honestly, my grandpa like loving me too much. Cause he'd pick me up from school and he'd be like, okay, here's a dollar. We'd go to the 99 cent store right around <laughs> the corner. And I would find the best way to spend that dollar. So I'd get like two Butterfingers and like a Skittles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd become friends with the ice cream man. Like he'd hook it up. So like it is a problem, like being like good at talking and then also really liking food. Like I would all the time just be, you know, eaten. So with that being said, like all throughout like junior high, all that stuff, like I was the chubby kid, you know, I was also the funny kid, which was good too. But like, I was definitely the chubby kid. And so it was my best friend, which probably, you know, wasn't good either because he, he was the same deal. So I think like for me, I just had a relationship with food and all those different things that wasn't super positive. And so I guess what for me, like I found fitness is like a place where I can take control of that conversation in my life. And so then eventually I was like, OK, I'm going to start doing this like with some intent. And I was like, oh, I could build a little muscle. These shirts are fitting a little tighter. Like this is cool. And then as I grew up, I just you know, I've kind of liked it for different reasons and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, I guess as an added bonus, it also looks really good. <laughs> yeah, you look good. You, you feel good first, right? Like that's the first thing is you start and you're okay, I feel good. And then the second thing is like, oh, okay, notice I look good. And then like the third thing, you're like, okay, like whatever your specific goal is, you're like, oh, it's right there. Like I can, you're getting close, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. Do you have any tips for people that don't want to go to the gym just hypothetically, if somebody maybe didn't enjoy going to the gym, something that uh, they could do to kind of stay in shape or at least stay kind of healthy. Yeah, I think, well, there's two things. One, from like a training perspective, like I know there's one program, it's called like couch to 5K. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you okay, first day you just get off the couch, you walk for, you know, a quarter mile. And then you walk for a half mile the next day. And then like as the weeks progress, you just do a little more. Because I think when you start in fitness, especially right off the bat, like the most important thing is just to go real slow and to not overwhelm yourself because all the time we want to to start, okay, all this stuff like right away. And it's very important to get that conversation started, but you want to like go slow and steady. So that's what I would say with training. So even if it was like, okay, I'm going to work out. I was telling someone this earlier today. I was like, start doing like 15 minutes of a workout, like three times a week, like super basic core, some body weight stuff. Just start moving a little bit. Enough to where you can like know you feel good after because that's what's going to do it for you. When you start to feel good, you're like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say from training. And the second thing for being healthy is like finding ways to to ma- make nutrition work for you, right? Like because if you can – like as a trainer, if I can get you to like adjust to the lifestyle changes of like believing in the nutrition and what it can do for you, like that's going to serve you your whole life a lot more than like a little bit of training will do. So – it's it's a lot it's a lot but it's it's kind of just getting the the ball rolling building some momentum for one of those two nutrition training and just being really patient and keep going forward yeah you mentioned this app this couch to 5k and i think daniela told me about this app too as did my brother because two (laughs) months before our 5k that was just last week um we kind of made a pact that we were going to train for this 5k yeah right so we um starting with couch right because that's kind of i think where a lot of us were and uh, mm-hmm. the original idea was over the course of the next 60 days, we want to run or walk, I guess mm-hmm. is probably good enough, yeah. uh, 100 miles, which isn't a lot. It's like a mile and a half a day to like start walking. 
and we made the mistake of uh, telling Jamal about this uh, challenge. <laughs> and so what he did is yeah. every single day he, he ran a 5K. Five miles. Wow. So for, well, yeah, he did five full miles. He's like, all right, guys, just now trying what? to keep you motivated. <laughs> yeah. What's the next thing? Oh, yeah. And then I I, yeah. I added the yeah, uh, so doing then, 100 push-ups then you a day. added the 100 push-ups. Which, um, yeah. which he also did. And um, if we're <laughs> being honest, I, I didn't do any of the... 5Ks or miles. Like, I, I started going on, like, walks. I'd walk, like, you know, a mile and a half or two mm-hmm. miles. But I didn't make it to the 100. And But I will say I still showed up for the 5K. Like, in the last yes, minute, I wasn't going did. to. But uh, a last-minute uh, call from Brittany saying, Convinced we, you. We need, we need yeah. some more people, man. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, and I, and I did it. I, I didn't get a great time. But yeah. it was, like, you know, some, you something it. around 45 minutes. So it's, it's, that's usually, like, the cutoff. Yeah. I have a couple things to say. First things first. Okay, your Forrest Gump that you wore for Halloween was such a bunny outfit. It was so on point, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it I worked loved out it. pretty well. I yeah. love that. Second thing, 5Ks for me are a funny place because, like, I my grandpa was a runner, like a marathon runner. So he was always running. And, like, a 5K, he's like, oh, yeah, let's go do it to start off the day, you know, followed by an orange juice. Like, that's just the way it was. Yeah. And so the one time I would go to run a 5K, I swear, I take, like, 15 steps I like fall on this huge log and like tear up my leg. Like I think I rolled down oh a my hill. Gosh. I know. And I was like <laughs> seven years old. So like that was, that's five K's for me. So oh. I still got to, I still got to get past that one. I think, um, well, you could come to the Turkey trot and get over it. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so there. So that's my experience with five K's. But like one thing you said, Corinne, you're like, you're asking me like how you can kind of get to your goals. First things first. I love the fact that you made a goal. Like I want to run a hundred miles. Like whatever that looks like, the time period looks like. And I think the best thing you can do is just set several goals in front of you, right? Like whether it's 100 miles or like I'm going to do 15 miles during this month. Like that's the best thing you can do is like set a goal that like you can commit to that is like realistic and that you can have some fun with. And because that's what's going to keep you going. And even if you like finish the month, you're like, I did 12 and a half miles. That's so much better than like I stayed on the couch for the whole month again. (laughs) So I think that's the best way to do it. And you got to just have fun with it. Yeah, I, I just sometimes set goals to myself. Like, I mm-hmm. I guess bigger goals, not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, smaller, manageable ones. Yeah. But I, I made a goal at the beginning of the year to walk a million steps in 2021. Where are you at right now? I don't oh, know. I want to know the exact <laughs> number. <laughs> well, you know what? Because of our phones and watches, we do know the exact number. So here's the thing. If you yeah. divide, like, a million by, like, 100... Mm. Don't make me do this. Right? I was gonna say, you Danielle, know, this is on you. You're the best. No, no, I, I, no, I suck at math. It's like ten thousand, right? <laughs> I think that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So, so you divide that by three. It's, it's three thousand steps a day. I could do that. Oh yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not that hard. That's yeah. That's you probably would just do that anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I said. That's why a m- million sounds really impressive, but it ain't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would maybe not be quite as much of a goal, although any goal is a goal. So but it's it's something. <laughs> yeah. But you've probably already achieved that, right? So you already. I hope so. That. I'm good. I could just stay on the couch now for the rest That's of the year. It. We need to get you a T-shirt that says, "I, I walked a million steps." You're like, wow, he walked a million steps. Yeah, no. it's, it really sounds impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm, I'm so proud of that. I'm with it. I would wear the shirt too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a lot of our members are on the younger end, right? But for those of us that are are kind of older, um, what would be the uh, the benefits of uh, having some kind of fitness uh, regimen because I know that uh, I, th- I think I just need some kind of motivation to get myself maybe back to go into my gym that uh, I haven't visited in years or, or something. Yeah, you're talking like from like a like just like a scientific perspective or yeah, because uh, so, I th- I think I've heard things that like as you get older, like for yeah. example, 
You're not even 30 yet. But guess what happens the day you turn 30? So as soon as you reach 30, you start to slowly lose muscle. Right? Okay, like so your you, muscle slowly, slowly starts to deteriorate, right? And your metabolism, like, you retain fat more. Like, this whole thing uh, sucks. Not necessarily. Oh, it happened to me. I, I mean, I'll just speak on what I know and okay. what I've learned. So once you reach 30, yeah, you slowly start to lose muscle. So you have, like, two choices. Like, you either main, like you either try to stop that or you, like, try to build muscle, which you certainly can build muscle. So the only way to build muscle and maintain muscles through protein, right? That's where mm -hmm. nutrition comes into play. So first of all, that's like the conversation I have with my new clients is like, okay, let's find a way to get more protein in your diet, right? And what that number is looks like is specific to their goal, right? So whether they're in a calorie deficit or a maintenance or even a surplus, protein's that first number that's gotta stay high because protein is the building blocks for your brain, for your muscle, all your tissue, everything. So it's like finding a way to get that protein in your diet is gonna be the first thing to to battle against, okay, the muscle you're already losing. Like what's a good number for like grams of protein? So they say the, the numbers is like per body weight. Let's say like, I don't know, I weigh 175 pounds. So like I should have 175 grams of protein a day. And if you're in wow. a calorie, if you're in a calorie deficit, right? So calorie deficit means your goal is to lose weight. So when you lose weight, your body is like, okay, we're losing everything. So at that at that point, your muscle, fat, everything. So at that point, they also recommend you'd go a little higher. So like, let's say if I was in a severe calorie deficit, so it's like, okay, so healthy calorie deficit is like, like anything more than 200 calories. So it's somewhere between like 200 and 500 calories less than your body needs, okay? So it's gonna start losing things. So at that point, that's when you'd wanna have that protein number a little higher. So maybe like 190, 200, just to like, Offset things. Yeah, offset. That sounds like, so high. Raise the probability of you keeping more muscle, like while you're you're cutting and losing fat. Yeah, but you yeah. you said it like 175 grams of protein. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a lot of protein. I feel like when I buy these like granola bars that say high in protein, it's like nine grams or maybe like 19 grams or something. But that's not a lot at all. It's yeah, no, it's 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 not. So this, it's so misleading out there for like, okay, this is a high protein thing, like high protein pancake or high protein this and that. Like it's mm -hmm. like uh, not really like. You know, 10 grams of protein, you know, I mean, obviously it all counts, but a lot of those things out there are like really high in fats or they're really high in carbs. And I'm like, well, you know, between your three macros, your proteins, your fats and your carbs, like, you know, you got to be pretty, you got to know what you're eating to like know what to go after. Like, okay, these are the protein foods. And then you start to mix those in and then that's where you, you know, can build some momentum. Wow. That's the only thing that's worked for me, by the way, in, in, in losing weight in the past. Uh, it was like my fitness pal. Just keeping track. And, and my favorite app in the whole world. They should sponsor me. I'm serious. I know. Do, do, do you we were just it? talking about okay, this. Well, I, I promote I've, it like crazy. I've used it a lot. Like a, you can yeah. you can see my fitness pal. I, I don't use it as religiously as I used to. But since 2012, my weight's gone like like this. Like sometimes I'll gain 30 pounds, sometimes I'll lose 30 pounds. But mm -hmm. it's always uh, when I start using the app, it, it, and it's not so much that I'm like eating great stuff. But it's just the fact that it's like, I don't want to have to put it in the app. It's like the fact that I'm thinking about what I'm putting in my body before I put it in my, my body yeah. it makes me eat better. Yeah, there you go. And, and see, it really helps. See, that's the way I feel. That's my that's my philosophy. Mm. You know, and I, I try to teach like my, my clients who I work with, I'm like, let's let's use my fitness pal enough to where like you can have an understanding of what needs to go into your body. And hopefully you could put the app away and then like have a little bit better of an understanding. You know? Yeah. Do you have a lot of clients now that you've been out here just a few months? Yeah, so right now I'm training about, I would say between like 15 and 20 clients right now. That's good. You said that's where you were at the Equinox, right? Yeah, just about the same as Equinox, yeah. So I do, and I do some couples, I do some families, and then I do a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. 
101 training. Cool. So it's fun. Yeah. And then I'll be, Daniela and I are going to be yes. working here soon. So, so stay tuned. At one point, I guess you can say this is the start of my fitness journey, you know, 2021 edition. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's go. So no, it let's might, go. Be, might be 2022 edition by the time you. Well, yes. I guess you're starting now. Starting now. Yeah, starting now. <laughs> starting now. <laughs> yeah, starting right now. <laughs> here we go. Cool. Well, I, I hope business uh, stays booming and you do really well and you'll be able to forge shirts that are a little bit uh, looser on your. On your biceps, <laughs> this is as loose as they go now. Yeah, you're just flexing. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. always flexing, so never miss an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get some shirts. Cool. All right. Well, Brian, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's great yeah, talking to you about this stuff. And Daniela, thank you as always thank for being you. here. You're welcome. Uh, Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. 